You're listening to the Market Expert Show. I'm Daryl Baskin of EXP Realty on your home for success, 105.7. The Kirkpatrick Heights neighborhood and Greenwood Master Plan. I'm interested in knowing what's happening here. That's why I connected with Ashley Harris Phillipson. Um, you're also, Ashley, associated with the Tulsa Development Authority. And you're on the leadership committee here for Kirkpatrick Heights and Greenwood Master Plan, correct? Yes, that is accurate. Before we get into the Kirkpatrick Heights and Greenwood Master Plan, what is what is the TDA, really? I think we hear about it all the time, but how does it function? Yes, so Tulsa Development Authority uh, was formed many decades ago when the federal government allocated funds to municipalities for urban renewal. It was a way to say, hey, we see communities that are blighted and, and need um, investment. So we will give you all authority to, you know, pretty much acquire land and redevelop it. And, you know, there's uh, studies, you know, the, the world or the, the country over on the well-intentioned idea behind urban renewal and its uh, ugly impacts. You often saw a decision to, you know, remove blighted areas and then like a lack of follow through, like a quick aside. When I worked for Mayor Bynum, you know, his grandfather uh, was mayor when um, uh, urban renewal first started. And he said, you know, one thing that, you know, I would caution people about is to think through the funding structure. He said when federal funding ran out, then what happens to the projects? And that's where you see a lot of people who might have cashed out, you know, a check for their property, but to redevelop the land um, when the federal funding ran out uh, is is a is a common complaint across the nation around failed dreams or or, so, or you know, dreams deferred. Ashley, can I can I summarize what I think I hear you saying, and that is that it was just unsustainable. Here's some money, do something great with it, and then it you know it's all petered out in 15, 20 years. Uh, unsustainable and also just not when i say not well thought out um uh, to quote another uh, tulsa great uh, mayor roger randall teaches a course on like the 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 the, the arc of tulsa and he talks about how the the highway being built through the two you know 244 highway cut across greenwood and you had this walkable community where folks could go to the store could go to the pharmacy um it was already suffering because of integration and you know people could spend their money at other stores, but then you tear up the highway, you tear up the houses, there are no more patrons who can just walk to the street. So while you might have had, you know, a, a highway that gets people to places faster, it then tears apart the fabric of what makes communities unique. Um, it's also like a great case study in how um, the Maple Ridge neighborhood mobilized against a highway coming through their neighborhood. And it still is one of our most, you know, prized neighborhoods because it's still intact. So um, sustainable is definitely a, a, an issue, but then also thinking through the ramifications of every decision. I don't think that um, that was uh, well thought out. Well, we see uh, we see the remnants of urban renewal, in which I've kind of when I when I hear urban renewal, you actually started talking about it here, and I was a little shocked. I thought, oh my goodness, urban renewal has such a negative connotation now. Uh, when we talk about it, because it was really just consisted of a bulldozer in many cases. 
And right. not that all of that is bad because you got to tear stuff down sometimes in order to have uh, nice new stuff again. It can't last forever. But what we see east or pardon me, west of OSU is you right. see you see uh, driveways or remnants of, of steps up to nothing. And when I when I drive through there, it's it's a sad feeling to me because people lived here one time. There are stories to this area that is just empty now. Now, now granted, it's it's ready for a, a wonderful redevelopment and something new and that can benefit the community. But how did it get there? just to to nothing right uh so in the 70s model cities you know let's build the highway let's uh let's let's improve neighborhoods homes had fallen into disrepair i have neighbors who've lived in the the heights neighborhood for for decades and you know they'll talk about like this was a red light district and it needed it needed um new life uh and 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 revitalization so the land was was uh, you know taken through eminent domain. Homes were torn down. People moved out. Uh, people were pushed north, and the city. I'm assuming you know the city uh, agreed to go into this university center at Tulsa Land Trust and gave you know 200 acres to um, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma uh, State, and Langston, and um, I forget the other university. They had a plan for a mega university hub worth you know, projected 20,000 students by 2000. I don't know why or how that didn't work, but it, it did not pan out. They, they, have, they have blueprints or, or design plans of how that land would have actually turned into this center where students could live and go to school. And that was just, that did not come to fruition. So um, they, they had, that, had access to that land and owned that land for years. And it wasn't until 2018 that it reverted back to the city and the city was able to start uh, planning for it. There's an excellent art article Michael Bates wrote called The Steps to Nowhere in This Land Press if your listeners want to get a more uh, specific history of that, that space. Well, where is, are we, are, happen to be talking about Kirkpatrick Heights? I don't know where Kirkpatrick Heights is. Is that it? Yes. Yes. So Kirkpatrick Heights, when I looked back at the uh, plats from long ago, it was originally, uh, the division was the Kirkpatrick Heights division. And I believe that stems from land allotments back when um, our American Indians or Native Americans got land allotments. It's not no known as that. It's it's always been known in recent history as the UCAT land. But we did not want to go into this project calling it the UCAT land. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, so going back to its original naming, um, it's actually going to be renamed through this master planning process based on community uh, feedback. Yeah, and bringing back that history and uh, and re reminder of where it actually came from. That's that's awesome. Now we don't think about, and I've I've got to begin to wrap up this short discussion. We've not even touched on really what what we started, but when we when you look at the IDL and the Broken Arrow Expressway, and the, we don't think about the fact that that's cutting through what was a platted area. There used to be homes there. And I-244 literally divides north from south, and that's a result of this um, this urban renewal and kind of what brings all of this this talk about when we say that the destruction of neighborhoods that's it's hurt generations. And that's what I want to continue on, on this discussion in, in another segment here, Ashley. Uh, talking to Ashley Harris-Phillipson with the Tulsa Development Authority and co-chair of Kirkpatrick Heights and Greenwood Master Plan, a leadership committee there. So, um, Ashley, thanks for being with us. Uh, we'll talk some more. All right. Thank you, Daryl.
You're listening to the Market Experts Show with EXP Realty. I'm Daryl Baskin.